Tragedy in Midtown Manhattan. 2019 Miss USA Chesley Christ was found dead this past Sunday morning. It seems she died by suicide, jumping from her 60-story luxury apartment building. She was only 30 years old. In addition to being a pageant winner, Chesley Christ was an Emmy-nominated television presenter and an attorney with an MBA. The exact reasons she jumped to her death are unknown, but an essay she wrote may provide clues. In her own words, she cringed when she thought about turning 30. She wrote that it can be difficult to grow older in the public eye, especially as a woman. Whatever caused her to take her own life, it seems that Christ was dealing with a lot of stress and despair. Well, if you're in a similar state, talk to someone. Call a pastor or a friend. Don't go through this alone. And for sure, call on Jesus. He will never abandon you. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story. It is all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Cure for the Blues. I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio I know you know who that is Johnny Cash with his second hit song Recorded way back in 1954 the Folsom Prison Blues. Johnny says he was inspired by a movie called Inside the Walls of Folsom Prison. And the song's lyrics clearly captured the pining of a prisoner wishing he could hop on a train that was passing outside those prison walls. Many prisoners have felt these kinds of blues. And today we're going to think about one of the Bible's most famous prisoners, the Apostle Paul. If ever there were a man who could sing the blues, it would have been this man named Paul. But he did the exact opposite. Instead of writing sad songs from prison, he wrote inspired scripture that was filled with hope and Jesus. What was his secret? Well, stay with me as we look at some of his prison epistles. I know these words are just what we all need to hear in this winter of 2022. Now, I know there are many of us who are struggling with depression or anxiety, even today. I know this because you write to us and you ask for prayer. And we want to help you through these challenging times. And that's why I want to send you to haventoday.org. I want to suggest that you look at the resources we have there for dark times. Just go to our homepage. It'll tell you where to go. There are a few articles that I believe will help. One is about my own struggle with depression. Another is one that the late Charles Spurgeon wrote on his battle with depression. Whether you're struggling or you know someone who is, check out this special page that we have at haventoday.org and be sure and share it with those who need it. And while you're there, you can also listen to samples from the Hidden in My Heart CD series. Be strong and songs were originally written to help children 
find peace and hope in God's Word at night. But now adults all over the world use this music as well. The lyrics come straight out of God's Word, and the music is quite comforting. These are songs of peace for anxious hearts. So after this program, I want to send you Scripture Lullabies Hidden in My Heart. We've got Volumes 1 through 4 on CD for your support of the ministry. I know these songs will help you or someone you know who needs some encouragement today. So call us after the program. And the number to call is 800 654 2836 haven Or, if you'd like us to send them directly to someone you love, just give us their name and address. We'll ship it out ASAP. And you can also make your gift online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you just like Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4, that's the last CD that's been produced by Jay Stalker, we have that for your gift as well. Now let's open the program with another scripture lullaby. I have come to give you life, to give you life, life more abundantly. I have come.
the words of Jesus from the Gospel of John, Life in Me, coming out of the Hidden in My Heart, Volume 3, and Scripture Lullabies here on A Haven Today called Cure for the Blues. You know, a lot of us are in the deep, cold part of winter. Whether you're in New England or Middle America, the northwestern United States, it's been cloudy, it's been cold, and of course, New England still digging out from that nasty nor'easter last weekend. The Midwest is seeing snow everywhere. Canada, you're not spared either. Maybe the sun is out in California or Florida, but all of us who live in the north are dealing with all that normally comes with the month of February. It can be a dark, cold, lonely time, can't it? And loneliness comes for us all. Even the people who wouldn't expect it can be affected by it. And I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul. He wrote 13 New Testament books. He was a former Pharisee. He was an apostle to the Gentiles. I'd have to describe him as a theological genius, a missionary extraordinaire, quite the man, wasn't he? And he was called and used by quite a God. But maybe there's a side of this man we don't think about nearly enough, and I'm talking about the prisoner, Paul. I'm guessing that few of us have ever experienced the same type of loneliness that Paul faced, although I know we have a lot of prisoners listening to this program. They're locked up in jail, just like Paul was. But Paul was sleeping on the dirt, away from the people he knew and loved, all for the sake of the gospel. He could have really sung the Folsom Prison Blues, but you know what? Paul was actually quite productive in this setting. I know it's hard to believe in the cold, damp darkness of a Roman prison cell. Paul wrote four of the books in the New Testament, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon. And how many verses do we know and love from these letters? God has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Or a personal favorite of mine, to live as Christ and to die as gain. And then, of course, there are passages like in Ephesians, the armor of God and the fruit of the Spirit in these epistles. How amazing it is that these things were written in prison, written under the inspiration of the Spirit, by a man who was experiencing the pain of being alone. The suffering that arises from persecution. But Paul found hope in Jesus and in his gospel. So let's think for a moment about one of the words Paul wrote in prison. It's found in Philippians 3. Let me read it to you, this passage. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Now remember Paul, I mentioned it earlier, was a former Pharisee. 
He had been a young, rising star in that world of religiosity, and he reminded the Philippians that if anyone had reason for confidence because of who they were and what they had accomplished, it had to be him. But one day, as he was traveling to Damascus to persecute Christians, he met Jesus. Or to be more accurate, Jesus met him. And ever since then, Paul realized that he himself was inadequate. He couldn't save himself. He couldn't comfort himself. He couldn't be his own savior. But that's part of the beauty of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul didn't have to be any of these things because Christ was all of these things for Paul. Christ was his righteousness. Jesus was his savior. And even in the darkest of times, Paul could lean on that. Now, you may be depressed right now, today. I know a lot of people are, after all. It's the time of year. It seems to be a season that's been going on for over two years for some of us. And even those who are not depressed still feel sadness and pain from time to time. This world is horribly fallen, isn't it? We aren't in the new heavens and the new earth yet. And that fact hits me, at least, again and again in this life. We recently heard from a listener who had lost her sister to COVID, and her grandfather to liver complications, and her nephew to diabetes within the last few years. So much loss. The death of a loved one is a painful thing. It was compounded for her. Well, sometimes so painful that we don't know what to do or how to handle it. Where is God, we sometimes ask. I've asked that question in my life. Well, why did the Lord allow this? Will we still be able to believe in him and praise him when all is said and done? I think of Chesley Chris, that former Miss USA who appears to have taken her own life. Certainly, there's a lot of suffering and despair in this fallen world. Stories like this are just the tip of the iceberg, it seems. Christians know, or at least I hope we all know, that one day God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and all that death and suffering and pain will be no more. But what about in the meantime? Where do you and I turn in the here and now? On our website, we have links to things like Spurgeon's Sorrows, a book by Pastor Zach Keswine. You know, it really does help me to remember that people like Charles Spurgeon suffered from depression. The prince of preachers, suffering like I have. Now, I don't say that in a mean-spirited way. I'm not saying that I'm glad others are suffering too. But as I look at church history, I see many of the men and women who belong to Jesus still felt things like this, things like you and I feel today. And the Lord was faithful to them, even in the midst of the pain, and he'll remain faithful to us too. I hope you know that in your heart. I remember the story of a friend of mine who was finishing seminary when the pandemic hit. Like many of us, he went quite some time without seeing many people or going many places. It was a hard thing. He was part of the first graduating class to have their ceremony completely online. And then later that summer, he burned out. He had been going to school full-time, working overnight shifts, interning at a church. Add to that the stress of the pandemic and the uncertainty of his world. It became too much. Everything seemed to hit him all at once. And it was overwhelming. But do you know what he shared with me? It was the gospel that gave him strength and hope. 
even when he didn't know if he would ever feel right again. Did that make the pain and fatigue go away? Did the despair run away, defeated every time he read God's word? No, certainly not. He still had to go to counseling. He got rest, even went on medication. And I must say, every one of those things I believe the Lord gave to him. But our Savior was his ultimate comfort. You know, I'm reminded of the very first part of something called the Heidelberg Catechism. It's an old catechism, 500 years old, out of the Bible, based on God's Word. It was written to help pastors and parents teach the next generation about the Christian life. And here's how it starts. The first question, what is your only comfort in life and in death? I love the answer. I've used it before on the program. Let me share it again that I am not my own, but belong, body and soul, in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what got my friend through his dark period. That's what sustained the Apostle Paul as he sat there in an ancient prison cell. After all, how on earth could an imprisoned man write, God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus? If he didn't know the gospel, Jesus Christ came to save sinners, sinners like Paul, sinners like me, and a sinner like you. So call upon his name. Whether things are going well or you're in the darkest period you've ever faced, he's going to hear you. And I promise you, he is faithful and he will keep you because Jesus saves. Lean heavy on the Lord, on Yahweh, on the faithful one. This doesn't mean your troubles and trials will disappear instantly. Look at the Psalms. The people of God go through some terrible things, but even through the terrible things, the Lord is with them. So trust in him. Remind yourself of his promises in the scriptures. Write out verses. Put them on post-it notes. Put them on your bathroom mirror. Put them on your refrigerator. Or put them on the dashboard of your car. And talk to someone, maybe a pastor or a doctor or a friend. You don't have to go through this alone. In fact, you cannot go through it alone. Find people to talk to you and help you and pray with you. And know that those who trust in Christ have Jesus walking beside them. After all, the Lord is our shepherd. And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he remains with us. Our good shepherd leads us protects us and comforts us even in the worst of times even in an ancient prison cell the lord is my shepherd i shall not be in want he makes me
scripture lullabies. Psalm 23, set to music, the Lord is my shepherd. That's from volume one of the Hidden in My Heart series here on this Haven Today, Cure for the Blues. I mentioned that note that we received from a listener who's struggling right now. I want to take a moment to pray for Esther, who mentioned she had lost this sister to COVID, and the night she died, she had to run out to pay for a test that her sister needed. And by the time she made it back, her sister had died. I remember praying and calling on God and everyone who knew her so we can pray, and she still died. My heart is still very heavy. I'm feeling totally lost and still trying to find God in all this. Hopefully, I'll be able to sing and praise him again. Well, Lord in heaven, I just pray for Esther, my sister in Christ. She's been through so much. She's lost so many close to her. Would you allow her to see you, to hear your still small voice, to find you in your word, Help her to overcome the grief that she still bears. And I pray that the same for us. May we share the love of Jesus, even after we've sensed and received the love of Christ. All for the gospel. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Maybe you need prayer today. Well, you can call us after this program. We're almost finished. Or you can go to our website. And I'll share that contact information with you in just a moment. Many of us are facing hard times like Hester. Co-workers of mine here at Haven today have lost loved ones due to COVID. Pandemic aside, there are so many things we can be anxious about right now, but we want to help. We're here to help. And I want you to get these scripture lullabies to help you or someone you love who's down right now. The Hidden in My Heart music series. Melodic music filled with the promises of God that are found in Scripture. There's real power in these songs as you listen. I want to encourage you to get this four-volume set of Hidden in My Heart. And if you know someone, adult or child, who's anxious or depressed right now, get them a set as well. And I know this music collection will bring you and someone you love great comfort and peace. So for your minimum gift to support the ministry... I want to send you the Hidden in My Heart CD set, Volumes 1 through 4. Here's the number you can call right now, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, listen to samples from all four CDs. Check out our resources on depression that we have when you visit our website. We want to help you and those you love during this dark winter. And if you'd like just Volume 4, that's the latest Hidden in My Heart CD to be produced. We have that for your gift as well to the ministry. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share with you the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We've all been there at some point, haven't we? We've just done something embarrassing, and everyone's eyes are on us. We have egg on our face. Having that kind of attention 
makes you uncomfortable for sure. But Hebrews 12.1 doesn't have that kind of embarrassing attention in mind when it says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. These are all the faithful saints who've gone before us. They're watching us, but not to embarrass, but to encourage. They're cheering us on as we run the race, looking to Jesus. So we have no need to be embarrassed. Even if we stumble on the sin that easily entangles, the witnesses stand as proof that the Lord faithfully saves his own. Spend time with Jesus every day. Visit right now, getanchor.com.